and action. And welcome everybody. This is BMP Weekly episode 234. It is 29th of January. Pretty soon it's February and pretty soon it's summer and then it's Christmas again, right? Um, yes. yes, that's how the year works. <laughs> anyway, uh, in the BMP Weekly, I was talking about the latest Microsoft 365 and related technologies like Power Platform and GitHub and whatever, the Microsoft Cloud and Azure and all of that stuff. Uh, uh, but and we typically also have a visitor. And this time, our visitor is Ijaz Hussain, who is a developer architect at Advania uh, in the UK. He is also a newly minted MVP. Yes, he got the MVP like two weeks ago, which is awesome on the Microsoft 365 developer. Well, Microsoft 365 is the MVP group. And then he's been on the developer extensibility side of Microsoft 365 for a long, long, long time. And it's awesome to have new people uh, getting awarded based on their contributions. And we talk about that one. We talk about also about his day-to-day -day career, the impact of AI, all of that stuff within the interview. And uh, before we go there, just to recap, use BMP hashtag, uh, BMP hashtag, BMP weekly hashtag yeah, in Twitter or in LinkedIn. Uh, so we get to know what you're sharing or what you're building and creating. Uh, we do have few article, uh, quite a few articles today to go through as well, but we're always looking for more. So we're able to promote what people are doing and sharing uh, across the community. But I guess that's it for the quick intros. Uh, let's jump on the interview with each us. Excellent. Let's get to actually moving on this BMP Weekly episode. Waldek, I'm watching it. Episode 234. 34. Okay, thank you. <laughs> You're now case, nowadays prepared for this question. So. I'm taking notes, which is kind of why. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's true. But yeah, in the um, so um, this time, uh, as we mentioned in the intro, uh, we'll have HS Hassan um, in the call. Um, HS, let's, let's start with basics. Who are you and what are you doing? Hi. Um, first of all, thanks. Thanks for having me on the call, uh, uh, guys. I'm uh, really honored. So my name is Ijaz Hussain. Uh, my, um, I'm a developer architect working for a company called uh, Advania UK. Um, uh, it used to be Content and Code and then Content and Cloud and now becomes Advania recently. Uh, so yeah, we, um, so uh, I, I specialized in uh, Microsoft 365, um, uh, Azure Power Platform. Uh, so I work across all these three areas, the mainly Microsoft 365 platform. Yeah. And you are a fresh MVP. And yes, I'm fresh MVP this year awarded. Uh, yes. yes like two to three weeks ago uh, in whatever January. It was a weird day. It wasn't 1st of January, it was January 9th or whatever. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because typically it's the first day of the month, but whatever reason we- January 1 is that. off. So, however, I recall when 12 years ago- Every single day is off in well, one of the countries within the world. So let's be clear on that. So- <laughs> well, it's but, but, but I, I, I recall when I became an MVP, that was also on January 1, I believe. And that was like 15 years back. And I got yep. the email at like 3 p.m. It's like, no, 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 like that, that's got to be a joke. Like somebody is pulling a prank. <laughs> and then you log in and it's like, it's working. Oh my God, that's yes. so cool. <laughs> uh, I, I think I, I, it was a bit of a surprised uh, email came through because we received an email that due to some workload that we might get announcement or find out the outcome in February. 
So okay. I said, okay, then we said, okay, we're a little bit laid back. Okay, like we will probably see in February. Nothing going to come in January. Yeah. And then suddenly this email came in. Oh, yeah, that's like, okay, that's the best start of the real? year. <laughs> yeah, is it yeah. real? <laughs> yes. So. And then you check, check like the send, 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 send. sender domain name, check if it's phishing email. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely the best start, best start of the year you could ask for. Yeah. You get this yeah. Yeah. Really, really cool. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Congratulations, that one. Really, really cool. Thank well you. deserved as well. You've been actively involved within the community and community calls and demos all the time. So, so definitely. And contributions within the sample area. So really, really cool that you're getting that award as well. Maybe, maybe as we are on the topic already, how did that come to be? Like, did you you wake up one day and say, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna help folks, everybody else out there. I'm gonna share my experience." Or mm. did you like? How did that path came to be with you? You ending up as as an MVP? I think it's down to the habit of my habit of like I wanted to learn. It's like something is in me. Like I have a passion for learning and doing something new or all the time. So improving on what already I know. And um, and this is also, this habit of also helped me to drive my career towards where I wanted to be today. Uh, so uh, back in um, 2017 or 2016, I joined, um, uh, uh, used to be called Content and Code uh, and then ordered one in the UK. So I started like working on it and then I met, um, uh, I was reading about uh, I, yeah, Chris O'Brien, and uh, that's probably my first inspiration to to see him how he contribute and you know into the community, etc. And uh, you know and learning from his knowledge within yeah. the company as well as you know I started to see his blog post and you know uh, a blog post of from coming from Waldeck from yourself and and things like that so that is when i started okay you know there's so much content out there people people putting out there and it's it's really really good uh, uh knowledge source that you know i can i can learn from and this was my first step okay let me i want to learn the, this thing and then and then and i started slowly contributing it as well to the community but not to that pace and then i said okay you know what i think i'm at the point i've learned a little bit things and now I, I think it's probably the good time I can start contributing back to the community. So this is, I mean, these are the guys who are my inspiration. So I started learning, contributing, and then I built some pace from there. And then I, yeah, I remember getting some uh, notification on my Twitter uh, every January 1st, as you mentioned, you know, some people get MVP award. And I started telling myself, you know what, next time I'm going to get this email. Nah. On the next <laughs> and this year I'm going to put more effort and more contributing to this. And, you know, so these are my, uh, you know, kind of a, a motivation behind to get to yep. this point. Yeah, and it's it's a long journey for sure. And 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 again, coming back on Chris O'Brien is a great example of, of somebody who's been actively involved with the community yeah. and still writes his his uh, blog on a, on a well, relatively frequently, not on a weekly basis necessarily, yeah. but still sharing his knowledge uh, and all of that, like Waldeck does, uh, still using his blog and, and writing things. Uh, and so. having a uh, a noob uh, in my team, so we work oh, in yeah. the same team. So that's yeah. another inspiration. So he got, and then, okay, that's also motivated me. Like, I think it's the time to, you know, put more effort into it and, you know, yeah. kind of go for it, yeah. Yep. What was the, like, why, 
what was the idea behind it becoming a goal, an objective? Like, why would you, why didn't you want to become one, to become an MVP? I think I, uh, my, so this, I, I, I always like uh, go for, okay, I want to, I want to learn the, uh, get the command on the topic first. Mm-hmm. So once I've got the command on the topic, I'll do some practical, you know, demos or experience, build something. And then I want to put always forward myself either with sharing things with the community so I can be more confident when I'm sharing stuff. I'm yeah. more confident. I have something under my belt. I work on it. So it it helped me as a, as a person. It's helped me to present better and share things better. So the idea is also to, am I... Uh, the, my content, is it going to be helpful for the rest of the community or not? Am I making sense on this one? Is it going to be beneficial? So that is the always goal whenever I try to do something. Uh, so, that, so I was waiting for that point where, okay, let me get to the point where I can feel like I think that's probably the right moment now to yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah. Do you, you recall still your first time when you shared something in the open? Because like for many folks, sharing something in the open is a huge step, you know, like, Oh my God, I'm going to, you know, my Putting coach is all, there. all yeah. that, the, the great, I'm going to share my stuff in the open and people will criticize it. Will it be good or bad? So do you, do you still know your first, first activity kind of in the open where you shared your things, either article or, or sample and your thought, thoughts about it then? I think, so I wasn't nervous about what people will say. Uh, uh, that's definitely doesn't come in me that get nervous. But I was, uh, I was like, I was in a in a mind frame. Okay, that might not be the best demo I can at the moment. But how can I go to the next one from here? So that's how I was thinking at the point. So yeah, so and like getting some recognition from Vesa uh, on on off on off. I think that's helped and motivated me and the rest of the teammates who were with us is is amazing because even probably is not the best in the world in the demo, but you get some recognition and then that motivates you more. Okay, you know what? Let's do some more nicer thing in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like always improving. Always yes, improving. Yes, right. Yes, yeah. Yes. The, the yes. key is to stay. I, I would always say that it's the step by step, one step at a forward. Um, because again, it's it's nobody is a master on whatever we present yeah. when we start Except doing you. that. But but with the repeating, 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 <laughs> whatever, repeating, 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 uh, you'll get better and better and better. And yeah. and and that then you get more confident, and the confidence actually is visible yeah. as you present, and you'll get more you know presenting as well. So it's it's. The step-by-step mentality um, is definitely helps. So yeah, and and it helps. I would say it helps in a life um, uh, as well. So it's not just on the demos, but it's it's yeah. patience and step-by-step will get there. So um, it's not that we're winning everything like a snap of a finger, yeah. even though yeah, it was with hope. It was the other day there was uh, some somebody who said like be um, be patient on the macro scale, like have a long time horizon, but be really re- really impatient about now ship ship do do things now like yeah. really get yeah. things out there now but be aware of it that it's going to take a while for it to really land yes and, and whatever you're getting there could be smaller things but again it's one yeah. step at a forward as long as you have the you know direction in the horizon is the yes. correct you're not heading backwards uh, so yeah. it, it's it's good so so now that you are an mp and i i i realize i'm putting you totally here on the spot what's next 
<laughs> next probably i think the 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 one thing i haven't done a lot i think is to speaking in some of the uh, user groups around uh, this country or across or other countries uh or in the conferences so speaking is something i probably is the next uh, is in my uh, things to do yeah yeah which is a good stepping turn again forward on, yeah. on if you want to do that and again we need yeah. to remember that Ed, for anybody who's watching this and, and listen or listening it's like well i don't want to do a presenting which is completely fine you can still contribute and you can grow within yeah. your career and everything else uh but um for those who want to want to do and learning that speaking thing uh, there's a lot of opportunities on that as well and then that helps within the day-to-day -day work uh because i still remember when i started as a consultant in microsoft uh few years back uh, that, that the learning to take the room and being open for the feedback as you're presenting and all of that yeah. it, it you, you need to have that practice and practice and practice and going to the conferences actually helps on that as well so oh, yeah and also probably the hardest part which I mean the hardest part for for some folks right like it's one to be on stage and have like so many pair of eyes looking at you being asked stuff like you're out there on stage by yourself, like you're you're alone often. True, true. And then you're being asked a thing which you might not know. Oh my god! Like how do you deal with that? Is also a muscle you need to flex. True. Uh, yeah, uh, I think I I can see I can see the the uh, you know the, my initial journey to this speaking uh, is going to be very very interesting because uh, you know when you start as you said you know you know I I, I probably. I'd be okay when I get on the stage, the nervousness goes. So I love talking to people. I love sharing stuff. And that's is kind of helped me. So so yeah. even there are a hundred people or thousand people, you know, as long as I know what I'm talking about and they're gonna be a hundred questions, I don't mind. I can even yeah. spend more time with them than the schedule session time with the people. So as long as I, I know I'm I'm confident I that that the topic I, I'm sharing with them. I'm gonna give them something to take away from the room, uh, and yeah, so that that's where I wanted to be. So go with the prepared, prepared yourself, and then it'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. And and I would I I would have to say that it's it's at least for me. I've done few times presenting here and there. Uh, it's easier to do presenting in a larger audience than a smaller audience because the smaller audience you you can actually relate on the people level, um, and yeah. you you. If you're an empathetic person, you can actually see the people and you're reacting on the people. When it's a bigger stage, uh, it's just mass and, and you don't present to individuals, you present yeah. for the bigger audience. And, and there's a big difference on that. The, the initial reaction might be like, oh my God, 1,000 people. But, but again, you don't see the faces. You don't react on individual people. When there's 20 people in a room, something like, let's say, the Microsoft Certification Master Program, where, where we presented in Richmond at some point, that's much more, in quotes, horrifying because you know that the skill level within the room is massive. So therefore, you better bring your A game because <laughs> otherwise they will laugh you out from the room. So, well, not that well, people would laugh you out of the room, but, but again. You so. at MCM that already gives you, like you earned your stripes yes. for being in the room. Nonetheless, sure, but again, yeah. nonetheless, uh, I think it, <laughs> it, it comes back on imposter syndrome and all of that as well. But but dealing with that, um, and imposter syndrome in these kind of cases can actually be an, an energy director or energy source, which basically means coming back on what HS oh, yeah. was just saying that you actually drive that that imposter syndrome drives the 
you to be even better because you want to make sure that you actually provide the A game and you want to provide value for the audience. Yeah. Um, and quite often that things means that you're overthinking anyway because you would be yeah. providing value <laughs> yeah. with less prepared, yeah. but still better be proper prepared than yeah. not. So. Uh, you, you you mentioned that you always try to you know find new things and interesting things for the audience. What are you working yeah. on the, 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 these days? I've recently I've been working on um, Microsoft Graph Connector, which uh, thank you so much to you to point me to the right direction for some of the things. Uh, I think I met um, Waldek and uh, Wes are you uh, on uh, the last conference uh, in Amsterdam. So I wanted to. Yeah, I built some graph connector before, but then I said, okay, when I saw that sample, Waldeck referred me to where we can kind of build some scheduling around uh, and crawling around that as well, your content. So so I followed that and I said, okay, I think we don't have anything in .NET and C Sharp. So I only had a, you know the JavaScript side and said, let's let me build that one. So it might not be exact copy of that, but I think I end up, started smaller and then I basically bringing all the things which the Waldegger team has implemented with the admin, uh, Microsoft team admin experience and then that triggered and then you triggering some uh, some timer functions to on on demand. Uh, so things like that. So I hooked up everything together. So which I will be presenting yeah. uh, in the next call in February. Really, first. really cool. So, what yeah. what was your first impression of the connectors and kind of the uh, the mechanics that we've got in place to to manage them them and develop them? I think it's really cool. I mean, there's there's a they're always uh, they're always kind of a uh, you know um, there's a room where if if we able to bring uh, external data because internal data is in 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 shape Office three sixty five is is pretty much covered. With Microsoft Graph, with uh, Copilot now, and you yep. know, so the external data is always was the challenge part, challenging part. And uh, the it, Microsoft Graph has opened, uh, Connector has opened the lots of lots of potential opportunities now to bringing potentially data from everywhere on prem, uh, you know, from your external systems. And then you are you are the owner of that data. How do you, which data you want to present in the Office 365? Not everything like can't be simply we can't just turn on the indexing and bring everything inside so you sure. structure that data in what and and put the permission on uh, every single item and uh, and 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 then say okay this is the data is coming from and then this this is and then you can basically work on uh, yeah kind of build some layout of how you want to present that to the audience uh, and then i think the 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 good thing with connector is box of graph connector is also the once you got ingested the data, Copilot already knows that. True. Yeah. So that is a plus point. So you get the custom data from your third-party system, and the Copilot already knows that you can basically build plugins and talk to your custom data or something from there on, etc. So that's really really cool. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's uh, I think it's super important also to understand. Even though most of the people are, we were more and more in a cloud, but there are still, for example, on-premises systems, and you can absolutely ingest the on-premises system data to SharePoint and uh, sorry Microsoft 365 using the Graph connectors with Azure and connecting the on-prem and get the data in, and then your employees wherever they are, <clears throat> they have access on that information. Even though originally it sources from on-premises, but again you can select what data you will be 
ingested uh, the, the search and what is being exposed with Copilot and all of that. So there's a lot of interesting scenarios there for sure. So now you mentioned and um, another thing that I want to ask. You mentioned that there are some ch challenges, or there there have always been ch 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 challenges about bringing external stuff to Microsoft three three sixty five. Like, what are some of the you know most common things you come across, and do you see them? Is that addressed in connectors, or are, are is is there still room for improvement? I think I think it's with the when we when we looked at the previously external data, we okay. First thing we came into mind was okay. Could we take them to the Azure uh, SQL DB, and then we build some SPFX application to call that or use Azure Functions? So we go that route first, but now. Mm -hmm. And it was not in the search whatsoever. And now what happened is so you ingest the data, you have the you you build your crawling, and then you putting data in the ecosystem of the Office 360, Microsoft 365. And that it was not previously there, and that was right. struggling. So data will still be outside. We were just using some different uh techniques like Azure Function or you know to to bring that data back in via some custom application. So yeah, that it that was not part of the data was not part of the actual ecosystem of the Maxis function. Right. So in other words, you bring data to actually to, to users, right? You bring data yeah. where folks actually are as opposed to you bring it halfway there, but then you still need to do that last step. Okay, like how will people actually see the data? Yeah, true, true. <clears throat> Which is again, that's an option. But again, there's advantages and disadvantages in both yeah. sides. So it's it's an evaluation of those options. What is the right yeah. right way of doing things? And I, I love the fact that with with the craft connectors, you have that copilot dimension there for those yeah. who are enabling copilot as well which is really really cool how do you see hs the 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 age of ai and copilots and plugins and all of that are you seeing customers being interested and what what, what are you seeing from your side uh, i think getting built? Uh, yeah i think is a is a huge huge interest uh, in 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 overall ai uh, from the business point of view is a huge interest uh yeah, people People tend to go to where they are going. Businesses are going towards where uh, they are adopting this slowly, slowly into the business processes. And I think there will be a time when this will be a kind of a, a, a the AI will be part of our life in the in, in at the businesses and jobs, and so we cannot live without that because yep. it's saving lo lots of our time to do things which we used to do manually. Uh, um, and yeah, so it's a lot of lots of interest from people. Either it could be a, a chat GPT, Copilot. Uh, so and Copilot is being recently um, released. So it will be a lot of lots of uh, customers. And new requests will be coming in from the business request. Uh, but definitely AI overall has lots has lots of interest from the people. Yeah. And, and personally, from talking about the Copilot, is I started using the GitHub Copilot, <laughs> and. I, and I'm not sure I would ever go back not using it. <laughs> <laughs> so it is actually helping and making you productive. Yeah. And just to be super clear on that, yeah. And, yeah, and it's, it's helping. Yeah, exactly. It's a very, very productive. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, a, and, a, and I would say GitHub, so, GitHub Copilot is a great example of Copilot and the AI getting integrated 
in the flow of the work, which is a classic yeah. term what we're using a lot of the things, because again, it's not that you need to go to another chat. No, no, no. Yeah. As you are working, it is helping you seamlessly rather than going to a separate you know, chat window and asking questions. No, no, yeah. as you write stuff, it's there. It's all the time doing things. And, and that's probably something what we see more and more. Of course, the chat window and asking things that's understandable to understand, or, or kind of a conceptually, it's, it's easy yeah. to understand. This is how it works. However, as we move forward from this to 12 to 24, 36 months, whatever, we'll probably see more and more the AI being natively integrated as yeah. I do operations. So it's not just the chat UI, or maybe it is a chat UI as well. But again, so we'll see how this evolves. It's going to be really interesting. So. Yes. Yeah. And I, um, another thing I want to ask, right, because you mentioned AI, right? And you mentioned Copilot that, that you use every day. How did, like, if you look back, how did it change the way you work? What kind of behaviors and new things did it bring bring, bring you? Uh, as overall AI or the... the Anything yeah. you use, whether that's <laughs> chat, chat yeah, GPT, Copilot, GitHub Copilot, whatever you use. If, okay, so if I have to... Yeah, what I'm doing is uh, with AI being in there, if I... Uh, and the Copilot is available now, um, I, I don't have to t start everything from the scratch so i i have something i can talk and kind of do brainstorming yeah. and then start from there so that really Duck, helps basically right <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes if i like for example uh, i need some brainstorming about okay i'm presenting this presentation on this topic i need some words I need to write down so you know what possible option i have things like that like you know, I, I can brainstorm with someone, and that is really, really helpful. Uh, uh, and it saves lots of my time, and I don't have to start from scratch. So always something yeah. is there to start with. Yeah, that is really cool. Like if I look at my 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 myself, I think it changed two main things. Like one is, I have fewer questions that stay unanswered. Like for like the other day, my son who is ten asked, like, hey, like. I often dream and I don't know in the morning what I dread. Like, hey, let's see if there are tips. Like, how can you retain your dreams? Or you can ask them. It's like, hey, like, there are a few yeah. tips you can do, like things you can do. Like, basically, like simple things like that, where in the past it was like, I don't know. And though, though, that would be it, right? So it's like, what's really... the difference between Google with that question? Just to have to ask, because again, well, my because immediate reaction would be difficult. In... Well, because yes, you can search for things, but then, you need to plow, like there's so much more effort going where as opposed to, sure. I have sure. a simple thing to answer that I, I'm not running, you know, a research on. So yes. I am not that much invested, but I want to have a, have, have a simple answer. It's a simple thing. I just want to know and it's enough. And I don't need, you know, a dissertation, research, whatever. I don't need any of that. Yeah. Right. So just simple things that are random again, like not related to, specific area of my work just like why is this like that why are things you know just asking stuff and then another thing yep. is if i look at me i think it's kind of it's a little bit of impatience you know like i have a script it's like hey change this like rename like in bash rename all file extensions from this to that i can just ask a thing and i will have script available immediately as opposed to go search for something like what is the command to rename how to iterate like 
I don't care about it. Like, I don't need to know that. I have a task yeah. to accomplish that is in my way to accomplish something else. Let me just like get rid of this. So kind yeah. of this, like this instant thing, like, okay, I can instantly fix the issue that I have that is on my way to really accomplish what I need to accomplish as opposed to that, that being yeah. the goal. So I think it's really, it's interesting to see how it changes the way, at least I think. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I personally, uh, I'm really bad with uh, coming up with some interesting name of my variables when I'm coding. <laughs> and I, <laughs> Naming things is hard. Naming yep. things. <laughs> and I said, and I always like hard on myself, like, you know what, that is no pretty name, like must be some suggestion. So I always <laughs> ask, okay, here's my variable name. Can you give me some suggestion which make it like, and literally uh, I, I do use that type of things and uh, yeah. But that's a good example of brainstorming. Yeah. So having yeah, a somebody to to brainstorm yeah. and and throw your ideas, and that that's yes. what we need all the time. Um, and and well, absolutely. Even though AI isn't a human, it's better than nothing. So you yeah. have something to have a chat, and and the fact that it's able to have that human-like discussion with you and brainstorming and such as things, it's it's absolutely brilliant. So yeah, really, really also, cool. it, it, it is great, especially like for the thing uh, you mentioned about naming. I think it's great because you can you can uh, prime AI to behave in in a given way. So you you can you can tell it you are ju, 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 junior dev, yes, and yes. look at your code from that point of view as like hey right. what what right. what isn't clear about this code, which helps you to write clearer code that you will be able to maintain more easily yeah. over time, as opposed to like this is the way I think I just blurb it, commit it, and then somebody else might or might not catch it based on their experience. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, let's uh, briefly switch the gears a bit uh, before we, we were running out of time again pretty soon because there's always too much to talk about. But let's talk about a bit about your work to work. We talked about yeah. community, AI, all of that. Yeah. What does the Advania actually do and how does your normal work day look like? So think, um, what does it mean in practice to be, uh, was it software architect or, or Microsoft 365 architect? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I think uh, we we are Microsoft Gold Partner. One is Microsoft Gold Partner, and uh, I probably might I might not justify it, uh, uh, to uh, with that one year if I kind of a, there's a huge, huge, huge list of services and of products and services we provide across the whole uh, uh, the IT sector. Uh, so um, so but we as a uh, so I work in a, a professional services team. And within professional services department, we have a dev team. So we we mainly focus on uh, custom build applications and softwares. Uh, so my um, uh, my day to day uh, work is involved. So I and um, and that is and that is a consultancy base, as as I said previously. So I've been I've been in involved in consultancy from last twenty sixteen onwards. So so my day to works I'm working on might be a. a you know, one day or it depends on the project I'm working on for the client. So it might be the one month project or few weeks project, might be a two days project. So it might be is a, uh, at the moment currently I'm working for a long term um, uh, client who uh, with us. So uh, and that is on Microsoft 365 and uh, SPFX and uh, applications we have built for them, custom application we built for them. So my day to day work is involved. So depend on which client I'm working on uh what type of uh, and where we are in terms of their project so uh either we have to 
talk to them directly, have some stand-up meetings, have go through what is left to do, inform them uh, and what, about the progress, uh, what has been accomplished, how you know, etc. Get in touch with the rest of the teams, like solution architects, uh, project managers, uh, to make sure they are in line with the with the dev team, like you know, how, how far things has gone for. So yeah, so that's and. And uh, and and also we contribute uh, and share knowledge between within the team as well. Uh, uh, you know why there is a weekly meetings, or uh, we want to have one-to-one -one session, uh, or if you if and if you need some hand holding, we can go and talk to some seniors guys. Guys, you know we got this issue. How can we help? Like, uh, so yeah. So that's my day-to-day -day work look like. Yeah, and, and do you actually go to off? off how how what's the percentage of working remotely or <laughs> yes <laughs> that was like right okay, so yeah working remotely since the uh, i mean previously we used to go um uh uh every day to the offices but since yeah. the you know as as the, with the uh, covid uh so we going we aim to go what is this covid day. I can't remember any of that stuff. Okay, that was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we don't want to even remember this again. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, we, we're going, nowadays we're going for a, uh, we aim to go like a once a day uh, to the offices. Once a day? Uh, no, no, once a week, right? Once a week, sorry, 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 yes, once yes. a week, yes. <laughs> once a week, so once a week, uh, one day a week, I wanted to say one yes. day a week, we go to offices and the rest of time I work from home. Yeah. Another thing, another thing that I wanted to ask, uh, other, other than say that it's apparently March 1429th, 2020. I think we passed that already. I, don't, I, yeah. Yeah, we, um, I think we lost one and a half years of our lives. We'll <laughs> never get that back. And, and But then all of a nobody remembers any of that time nobody anymore. Remembers. No, so. no. <laughs> Anyways, what I wanted to ask, right? Like you are an architect. Architect means that, at, at least to me, that you design so. Solutions that land and integrate on Microsoft 365, right? Yeah, yeah. Which means that you know what building blocks are there on Microsoft 365, all up across yeah. all the different things, and Azure across all the diff different things you can use. How do you stay up to date with all of that? Well, that's interesting. I was, uh, um, I asked the same question to. I mean, I was. We had internal. Um, um, meeting uh with uh, chris o'brien has a one-to-one -one session within the company like we uh, they do like a senior leadership team so i was that's the similar same question asked to chris o'brien said like how do you do that like you know yeah. with the keeping up to the so i think the question uh, it's it, you have to see um uh, the things which are you know they are highly likely to be used within your day-to-day -day work for example the technology areas like for example if i uh, i know the spfx i know uh the, in microsoft 365 uh, uh microsoft teams and azure these are things that will be used and might be the power platform so the power platform probably i uh, i might not working really like a hundred percent but i want to i want still want to know how what is pcfs are and how right. to build them and how to kind of integrate in case if I'm designing something and some request comes up, which is not possible without of the platform, I can recommend, okay, okay, we can do this. So things like that, I, if there are some, them, uh, some technology artifact, which, uh, which could be used potentially for the customer or client, I go and at least to learn what is it, how do we use it, 
where do we use it and etc so for the you know it might not i might not get up to date for that but mm -hmm. i can go back at the time when i have to go and say okay what's the latest in this one so yeah, yeah. and you know understanding the over bigger picture of yeah. things doesn't mean that you're deep diving on things yeah. unless you have a project on them so um and i guess that always helps uh, so yeah. what pieces fits on which sections of the puzzle so yes exactly Cool. Uh, I guess from a timing perspective, let's do a quick round uh, on what's happening this week uh, with all of the three of us. And I guess we need to close up for this one. We'll get you back on the show. After, you know, after a few years being an MVP, we'll get back to back to, to have a discussion with HS on you on how it feels like changed. and what has changed. If anything. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but anything interesting happening this week? What what what's your week is looking like? Uh, yeah, I mean, my week. week is, uh, yeah, so I am, uh, so I've got, in terms of the work, or in terms of the outside work? Anything. In general. Anything. In general. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, um, yeah, so in terms of the work, I would say I, uh, so I'm, I'm exploring, I'm doing some workshop on Microsoft Copilot. Uh, we are exploring and see uh, how that fits in within the company, et cetera. So I'm looking forward for that. Uh, I'm also looking into you know Microsoft Chat GPT uh, solutions uh, from the Microsoft. Uh, you know uh, how, how how can we reuse that uh, samples applications? I've uh, recently over the weekend learned biceps. So how can we use the biceps? So that would be interesting. Oh. Uh, so I'm gonna kind of play back with the team or uh, with say this is what I learned and how can we reuse this building, uh, biceps to provision artifacts. And um, and working on the some client, uh, the I've got long term clients going on, so I will be working on that for the rest of the week. Yeah, cool, makes perfect cool. sense. But what what about you, Baldek? Anything interesting? Uh, we've just so just today we released a new version of uh, Dev Pro, Pro, Proxy, which su supports um, Mac OS M one, two, and three. Because apparently cool. we didn't, we missed it like subtly didn't register with us and like, yeah, duh, it like, like makes perfect sense. So we support that now with the latest uh, pre pre preview that we have available. Uh, we also done quite a few improvements there too. So definitely uh, check it out. Mm, what else, what else, what else is new top of mind? Um, we're making some progress with, so a while back we released a learn module about extending Copilot for Microsoft 365 with graph connectors. And we're working on modules that will kind of build on that um, also with other areas. So how, like, how can you do it with plugins? How can you do it with other uh, ways? So stay tuned for that. That's coming in the, I hope, in the next few weeks. Um, what else? Um, yeah, just busy. Well, yes, this week. This, this week is end of month, meaning new release of CLI for Microsoft 365. Duh. <laughs> so that is coming too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff for sure. Uh, on my time, on my side, actually, something cool. It says this is going to be released on 13th of uh, January. So we are going to announce the 100% GA availability of the Viva Connection desktop, new desktop experiences. So anybody who's interested on frontline workers and Viva Connection will have new things available. Technically, it's already rolled out, uh, but we're making those announcements on on 13th, and then. 
finally, 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 we seem to be GAing the the bot part Viva connection ACs, uh, which is interesting as well. Getting that guidance out this week, it's been delayed quite a few times, unfortunately. But and a lot of lot of other stuff as well. MVP summit is coming. Uh, all of that is coming. Microsoft 365 conference is coming. A lot of planning in the in the side. So. Um, Anybody who's interested, uh, we have cool conferences coming up on Orlando uh, is con uh, M365 conference coming up on 13th of uh, April. And then the ECS, if you're this side of the pond uh, in Europe, ECS in Wiesbaden, uh, it's in mid-May, uh, uh, where there's going to be 2,500, 3,000 people easily attending on that one. So that's going to be really cool as well. Waldek is going to be there as well. Right, Waldek? Nice. Wait, well, what? <laughs> <laughs> but cool. Uh, anyway, I think that's it for now. So thank you, HS, uh, joining us. Uh, really cool to have you on the show. And congratulations on MVP. Um, thank you very much. Definitely well-deserved. Uh, awesome to have you on the MVP group as well. Your your PT leads are, by the way, on this call. So just saying. So. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> But, but it's good that we have this connection, you know, so that's, yeah, that's how it should be. Definitely. Anyway, thank you, HS, right. on this one. Thank you. Uh, with, within the show, we'll jump on the on the weekly articles going through them with Waldeck. But thank you, HS, for this one. Thank you. Really, really All cool. right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you, Ichas, on the in the, on the interview. Awesome to catch up as well. Uh, we did meet indeed in Amsterdam. Uh, that was an European SharePoint Conference or ESPC. No, it's European SharePoint Microsoft 365 and Azure Conference, if I remember correctly, the, the full name, which is pretty yes. well. SharePoint Authentic so. 5 and Azure, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, so that's that's happening typically in the late of every single year. I think last next year's location was announced. Sweden. Was Sweden, yes. Stockholm. That, that is yes. true. That is true. It's going to be an interesting year. Um, as, as well, a lot of conferences happening this year as well across the world. But uh, before before we actually, well, we don't recap the conferences directly when we are recording. But anyway, um, so let's jump on the weekly articles. No idea what I'm saying. <laughs> it's Monday. So. Oh, it's like pop, 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 pop. like, where are we going with this? What? Yeah, exactly. Is that this thing was not in the script? script? Let me check this my script. Let me, no, script. it's not on the script. It's not on the script. It's, it's not in my script. Yeah. <laughs> You're don't inventing things. things. <laughs> uh, I don't say I, I'm not going to say any names before without the articles. I've 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 been few times in a discussion where certain people come out from build or ignite and be like, hmm, that was interesting. The person went, you know, pairing uh, people who don't work together, but then marketing mm -hmm. and engineering pairing together, and all of a sudden marketing goes completely off the scripts, and then the engineering people are like. Uh, what or we announced what? what? <laughs> exactly. Well, so I guess we're doing it. <laughs> exactly. What are you talking again? Okay. Anyway, um, off the script. Anyway, let's jump on the weekly articles. Uh, I think we have all of that queued up in this view. There we go. So. The super big news from last week uh, is that the, the Microsoft uh, Mesh uh, is now available, generally available within Microsoft Teams. Um, so you're actually able to build this uh, immersive virtual worlds, uh, which these are actually really cool. Uh, I should have actually done some the research because I forget about what was the virtual world uh, name which we bought, which got then shut down, but kind of emerged in here. I can't remember. Uh, Anyway, I, I love the fact that there's there's a lot of you know the, there's a 
there's a lot of cool features like when you're talking within these worlds uh the the distances between the people have an impact and you're able to hear you know discussions within your back yeah. and there's a lot of like really really cool features um as you're using this um and this blog post actually goes through what's available how to get started how does it actually work it does work within the pc as well so you can just have the headphones on. Uh, you can, of course, use uh, the MetaGuest uh, and VR devices and so on if you if you prefer to do that. Um, really, really cool stuff uh, for sure. Have you tested this one, Waldek? Uh, I th- no, so I I didn't test Mesh. I think I think we've uh, tested in our team the um, Quest workspaces or something okay so there is a like native facebook or meta uh app that allows you to do that and yep. it's really intriguing right because it's exactly as you said like we sat um along a table and i could hear the sound of a person sitting next to me from that side at the table it's like, yes yes what? exactly exactly so it's, it's, it's really it it's is. really cool um and it's also great that it gives you the ability to map your workspace, but then yes. like, if you're in a room and you don't want to bump into things, you really need to take time to map all of your space, yes. like where's a table, where's a desk, where you sit sure. or stand, where are things. But then once you do that, once you go through the effort, you can have a, you can come to a whiteboard and just draw at your door or whatever yep. you have. Yeah. It's it's really it's really cool. It's not like it just works, right? Because I like I, again, it takes effort to practice and to map out your space. Yeah. But once you go through it, it's really it's an an interesting way to kind of bridge the uh, the physical limits. Yes. Exactly. You you do feel more to be in the same room and, and more you know present in the same thing. Um, and a cool thing here, obviously, is the word, Im- immersive. Right? Yes. Uh, and of course, uh, the cool thing is that you're able to build your own worlds and experiences and all of that. So every single company can build their own experiences within the mesh as well uh, using the industry standard gaming tooling actually so it's the there you uh, go. Like next recording of PMP Weekly will be live from Grand Canyon. Will we? Will we really? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make any promises. That would be interesting, though, to test. Maybe we should actually test it out now that it's G8. Maybe we'll uh, right after this uh, articles, we'll do a quick jump on the on the <laughs> on one of these worlds. But we'll see. So maybe, maybe, no promises. Anyway, so that's now G8. That's available worldwide uh, within the customers, and and the, I noticed that there's a. Uh, six months trial for uh, enabling custom mesh experiences within your organization, uh, which is actually six months is actually not quite nice. So we're able to test out uh, the value out of that before you are investing and understanding how to how to get started on, on doing things. So that's really, really cool. Now, uh, on the Viva side of the house, there was only one news. There's not that many news from Microsoft right now, which is basically what's new on the Viva Insights. Uh, so walking through uh, the latest features in Viva Insights and what's happening over there. Uh, there's a lot of, lot of cute, cute, cool features here. I, I, I really like the Viva Insights or the, the what it was called in the past, Delve and Insight, you know, tracking on, on the amount of things, what you're doing and recommendations. There's a lot of, lot of interesting scenarios here. Yeah. Um, Something that I noticed recently, which I, however, disabled because I, I, I tested out for a while, you can use Viva Insights to automatically block your uh, focus times within your calendar. Yeah. yeah. And I wasn't aware of that. That's actually a pretty really? cool feature. Yeah. But then uh, has, as uh, I... Focus time, learning time, uh, catch up on emails. Yeah. 
Yeah. Really, really and cool. And it automatically, you know, makes the slots within your calendar for those yeah. things. And it's actually pretty, pretty cool. But then I, I as I saw that getting happened, I feel like I'm no longer owning my calendar. It's like, no, 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 no. You, you can't can do this it. for me. You can just move I know, things around. I, I know, I know. I know, but it's so like... much for AI and assistance. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that, that, I, I, get off my lawn. Get off my calendar. <laughs> I need to yes, get off my lawn. This is my calendar. <laughs> but we need to learn to give the computers the you know the rules yeah. of doing that as well. So, but the concept is really interesting. I, I, I was intrigued by that, but I. With all the honesty, I disabled that because it's like, no, you cannot make decisions on behalf of me. So. Suggestion, angry right? man like yelling the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, now, embarking seamless journey to Microsoft 365 with our latest enhancements, the Migration Manager. So, Migration Manager uh, is our migration tooling, uh, which is basically enabling you to transition from Google Docs uh, or from on premises or from Box and all of that. And there's updates uh, on that side as well. So, awesome to see more and more features and investments uh, in here as well, which is really, really cool. Now, uh, in the developer, uh, Microsoft 365 developer platform side, we had a uh, blog post related on upcoming updates on loading websites in the Teams tabs. And this is a pretty significant change. Um, actually, the, the message center guys in here uh, are, are talking about that one as well, because it is a significant change on the existing behavior. Um, but basically, Loki is going through all of the different changes, what it actually means, and why those changes are being done. Now, I think that's the most important thing as well, being transparent on the reasoning uh, and why, why these things are being done. Uh, and this relates on the security handling and how the chroming and all of that actually happens. But have a look on the blog post. Um, we actually will cover this in the weekly community call as well. So make providing additional insights on on the ins, uh, what's, what's, what's happening, why is it happening, what is the impact for end users, which is good. We also had an update on the Microsoft 365 developer program. Uh, so on what's happening here, and how we are evolving that, adding new features and, and adjusting the program. A uh, few things to notice. Um, so we are dropping the old E3 developer offer. So basically, if you are grandfathered in with the really old E3 uh, developer uh, offer, uh, then uh, that those will kind of go away, uh, which is all of that is a kind of a pity, you know, if, if you used to use a certain tenant URL and then you need to get give that away. Uh, that's always feels bad, right? I've yeah, used well, this tenant URL for this and this many years. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. But, but again, so it well, is... Like what you get in exchange is an E5. So it that is, is correct. You get that more, is correct. so... That is absolutely correct. Um, and a lot of additional adjustments and details here as well uh, for the thing, uh, for, the, for the improvements as well. So, and early access to new and improved services, which is actually really, really cool. So additional capabilities in the E5 developer tenant. Um, uh, we also had an update on Teams Toolkit for Visual Studio Code update, January 2024. I love this monthly updates on the Teams Toolkit team. Super useful, uh, calling out the things as we're rolling out new features and calling out what's what's available and adjusted. So, which is really, 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 really cool. Calling out the samples, calling out the CLI updates and all of that uh, as well. And a lot of bug fixes getting fixed as well. So thank you. John Lee on that one. 
Cute. And then we had an update from Joe, Carter, and Ankit related on a Procode guide to build your custom code palette faster. Uh, and, and this is, again, a relatively long blog post, but a lot of insights on the thinking and, and the positioning in general from Microsoft, where we are heading and our, how we're looking into making these things uh, also in future. So when to use what and when to use when to use which and all of that stuff. So a lot of, lot of interesting insights. Uh, on, on the future of our AI investments in Microsoft 365. Now let's move into the block uh, community side of the house. Casper uh, Larsen uh, from uh, fellow 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 mind fellow mind. Yes, trying to memorize where people are working. This is getting complicated. And um, I had a blog post on fix one of the problems in Microsoft SharePoint search, make titles sortable, uh, and he's basically providing insights on the search configuration. Casper uh, is nowadays working closely with all of the search capabilities with Mikhail, Mikhail Svensson and helping uh, this from a community, excuse me, community site. Uh, just recently got an MVP as well, which congratulations on that. Now, Mahmoud Hassan had two uh, LinkedIn uh, posts or blog posts, whatever we call these posts. I think it's posts. just posts. It's just well, posts. It's a yes. post. One is the copilot for Microsoft 365 plugins, public preview. What do you need to know and do? Uh, I need to call this out. It's not any more public preview, isn't it, Baldek? I don't I don't think it is. I think it's, I okay. think it's, it's GA now. Anyways, yeah. you know, yeah. things, anyway. things change, days change, you know. Yes, that is that is true. Uh, so walking through all of the different what it actually means and how to enable and all of that stuff and references. So thank you for that one. And then there was another one from him, which is a Microsoft Copilot or Copilot Unified Architecture 1.2. So um, this is information related on how the Unified Architecture looks like. Ooh, I don't want to go in. Let's go one step back. Uh, so basically how it looks like and what are the different things. Uh, not sure actually who has drawn that picture. Is it coming from Microsoft or not? But it seems pretty accurate. So um, the one thing what I, I, I have to say this because I, I at some point we were like, yeah, there's 178 whatever co-pilots across the blah, blah, blah. Technically there's one there's Microsoft Copilot, and then we're using and surfacing that in a multiple different ways. So the architecture is exactly the same. Now, where do we surface that? How do we configure that? What are the system prompts and adjustments, all of that? That depends. The, all the, the architecture is, is unified across the, across the Copilot, uh, and then we're just surfacing that in different areas. So it's just the right way of thinking that. So that's how I would actually explain that, so yeah. Which would make more sense as well than having 189 separate things with separate experiences. Um, Maybe to get back to the uh, st st statement we made about uh, pre preview, they are in preview. So pl plugins okay. Are, okay. are in preview. Yeah. Thank you for confirming that. That's actually really good. Good to know. Uh, when is it going to go GA, Waldek? When? 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 when it's ready. When it's ready. Okay, got it. Uh, Mark Bianzan uh, from Simpraxis Consulting had a new blog post related on SharePoint site swap fails, but a fallback position. So um, uh, this basically means how you are able to flip the root site uh, within your tenant, which is actually quite often quite important thing to do, uh, so to say. So um, not that it's required, but quite often people consider the home site or the landing site as the root site, 
within uh, the SharePoint.com. So basically having that one as the root site and then um, using the SWAP, you can actually take a sub site collection or site collection with the different or sub URL to flip that to be the root site. Uh, there are, however, implications and considerations of, of how to make that happen and, and what works and what he's, he's basically walking through the different uh, scenarios and objectives or the observations what he had as he was running this trip so thank you mark on sharing that now we talked about the 365 message center show uh changes the website tab in the teams create a big impact uh so they have a blog post sorry podcast and a video about the latest episode 318 on that one uh, and also new other updates as well and uh, this one is a big impactful thing uh, so it's good to be aware because it is a clear change uh, for for end users as well it will be visible as a change for them so yeah. good to be aware of that now paulo had a new uh, video episode 276 examples of using microsoft copilot for microsoft 365 in microsoft teams that's actually really really, really good so examples use cases on that one uh in, inside of the teams makes perfect sense summarizing recapping intelligence recap all of that so really really good stuff uh on, on how to get started with that and seven minutes that's a quite optimal time length. Uh, April Dunham had a video on the top five superpowers of Copilot Pro. What is Copilot Pro? That's what she's covering it through there as well, Definitely. but recapping that, <laughs> what is Copilot Pro? <laughs> but do you define Copilot Pro? <laughs> well, there you go. You like, if you want to know more, watch this video, <laughs> you, will, you will find out. <laughs> yes, it's the consumer side of the of the Copilot. So the, the Copilot from Microsoft 365 is the business side, the enterprise side, and Copilot Pro is the paid consumer side of the Copilot. So. Good, good. Uh, Shane had a video on Power Apps upcoming features and other settings. So configure uh, options there and walking through uh, the different settings like the upcoming features. So it's not about upcoming features in Power Platform, it's the upcoming features setting within the configuration and how you can actually adjust uh, those settings. So it's good to know what those things are. Uh, own uh, Praxis Consulting had a video on page templates. Uh, that's a really short video title, but that basically this is about SharePoint page, page templates and how they actually work um, and, and learning how to use them. And what's the difference, for example, between uh, the news templates and non-news templates, because we have the standard templates and then we have the news templates as well, made for email. So not news template, made for email and then standard templates. So be aware of those. <laughs> and if you create a page based on made for emails, then you have a subset of don't, web parts don't, versus Don't spill the beans. Don't ah, spill the beans. People need to watch no, the video. But it's, okay, fine. No, people fine. need to watch the video. Get don't the spill video. the beans. Stay the video. Uh, and then the last one is from uh, Andrew Connells around sharing code with SharePoint Framework projects, NPM versus library components. Uh, two different ways of uh, sharing code across uh, multiple SPFX projects. Both of them work, both of them support it, both of them have advantages and disadvantages on how they build things. So, and AC's opinions going through on this one. Classic discussion with AC on, on that particular topic, but let's not go to too much details on that. Watch the video. What's the video? <laughs> and get your own comments and recommendations uh, below. So uh, on the video. Cool. I guess we went through what's happening this week. That's all done. We went through all of the weekly articles. Not that many articles from Microsoft. Um, are we waiting for a big bang, massive amount of news coming pretty soon? I don't know. So 
and I would have been able see. to. We will see. We will let's see. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Let, <laughs> let's see, you know, where the wind it carries us. That's true. That is true. Well, I know that I will publish quite a few blog posts this week in some of those channels. So we should have a lot of new stuff for next week. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Anyway, I guess that's it for this one. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Uh, thank you, HS, one more time. Uh, please use hashtag PMP Weekly in Twitter, if you're on Twitter X, whatever. Uh, uh, or in, we are checking the LinkedIn as well. Uh, hashtag PMP Weekly, if you add on the LinkedIn uh, message, we'll, we'll catch that one as well. But I guess that's it. Thank you, Walter. That's it. Thank you, Vesa. See you next week. See you next week. Cheers. Bye-bye.